Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Ha! Hey now. <laughs> uh, 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 we're up and running. Happy oh. hump day, everybody. Can you hear the heater in here? We still didn't get the issue fixed. Just for just a quick update for you guys. Still fucking cold. Yeah. There it is. We were told yesterday that <laughs> the problem of yesterday will not be resolved in a short amount of time. Basically, the air conditioning unit on the ceiling, sorry, on the roof of the building needs a part. And for whatever reason, this is the only device in history that works when it needs a part. And it's been working at a time when we don't want the air conditioning on. But it was blaring yesterday and it was cold. Today, even worse. And they've informed us it'll be a day or so before they can get somebody up on the roof to get that part. And then I'm not even sure if we're going to get the part. There's a bit of a supply chain issue right now. So we're destined to be cold. We've got space heaters and we're bundled up in layers. And I don't even know. Can you do you think people can hear that in the pod? I don't know. Well, we will, uh, actually, I love that thing. I'm going to sit on it in a few minutes. It's so good, right? fucking great. I know. I'm like selfishly turned it toward me a little bit. Well, this is the best part about so many people (laughs) working from home is you can steal shit from their office and they'll probably forget they even had it by the time it's time for them to come back to the office. But that's a good question. When are people going back to the office? We've still got people out here. Yeah, for sure. I think that for a lot of, it depends on the, every situation is different. I talked to some of my friends who've been working from home whose uh, offices are going to be shut down and they're going to continue to work from home and they're basically going forward going to be renting out spots when they want to do in-person meetings and that's basically it there are other places where they want you in there are other places where you feel the need to be in and then there's people who are going to be uh modified basically part part in part hybrid basically part in part out i think that's the case for a lot of people working here but every industry is so different right some people need to be there of course um, others, maybe you can get away with working from home a couple days a week and maybe that helps with your work-life balance. Man, that's a nice bonus though. I mean, I would count that as a bonus if you can manage to do that. It's great. I might. It's almost renegotiation time. So <laughs> we'll see. But thank you for that hot negotiating tip. I like that. Well, why not? Uh, Frito-Lay Canada is in the news and this is, I kind of like the business wars playing out here. Frito-Lay, makers of, what are they? Well, they have Lay's chips. uh, Tostitos, Tostitos, Cheetos, Fritos, everything that ends in O's. A lot Uh, of the snacks. All the Lay's, Miss Vicky's, uh, smart food popcorn, uh, everything. Uh, Everything, basically. They also distribute for, uh, like, pork. there's a pork rinds. There's a a bunch of other things that they distribute to. Not to mention, I don't know if it counts in this particular case. I think it's just the chips. But they obviously also have their salsas and their dips, et cetera, et cetera. Well, Frito-Lay Canada has now stopped sending product to Loblaw in a dispute over price increases to offset the impact of inflation. A Frito-Lay spokeswoman confirms there is a temporary disruption with Loblaw as it made price adjustments to offset rising costs for ingredients, packaging, and transportation. They say 
Uh, sorry, Loblaw says they don't comment on specific negotiations, but they are focused on minimizing retail price increases and on ensuring that the higher prices requested by suppliers are appropriate. So just to clarify what's going on here, Frito-Lay says, yeah, because of uh, transportation and the cost of ingredients and packaging, they got to raise their price a little bit. Mm-hmm. Loblaw is saying, fuck you, we're not doing it. Nope. So now we're going to end up in a situation where the snack aisle at Loblaw stores isn't going to have any Lay's products in it. I mean, I have a feeling they're going to cave. And I mean, Loblaws on this one because keep in mind, guys, this is across the board. Frito-Lay has de- has decided this is what has to happen because the cost of oils, that's a really particularly expensive one for them. Obviously, uh, production, sure, a little bit. Transportation, most definitely. We all know this. Products uh, that they need to acquire all have gone up. So we assume a lot of products prices have gone up and I've seen it in grocery stores. Like, I mean, I've seen it. So it surprises me that it's such a big deal considering we're talking about what Frito-Lay wants to make from what I hear uh, about 10 cents a bag, let's say roughly an estimate because it all depends on the price of the co- of the chips or whatever is bagged, roughly 10 cents. The problem lies in that they have to obviously make sure that their margins are exactly where they want them, which means Loblaws would have to maybe match it double it maybe it's going to be 20 cents maybe they feel like they're going to need to make it even higher in order to make profit off it i don't know but i can tell you that every other store said okay every other chain of grocery store has said yeah no problem even the smaller ones where the prices of eggs are like five dollars it's insane they don't really tend to have the deals in the smaller format stores so it's it's surprising to me because when you look at the aisle your your options there if if loblaws continues to put their foot down on it your options are PC brand, no name, Humpty Dumpty. They're, they're, and are then, they still Humpty Dumpty around? I think they're, they still make the ring. The ring of Lowe's. The ring of Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> the pretzels. Oh, and by the way, Frito-Lay's also roll gold pretzels, for example. So all that will be gone um, if, if they continue to. I really don't see them budging, especially once this comes out. Because again, if I, can't, if I know I'm having a party, let's say, and you know you don't want other stuff. okay? And I, maybe there's some people who love no name chips. I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't care. I'll, I'll tell you the Longo's chips are good. Longo's chips? Longo's chips. So they've got a couple different kinds that I like, but uh, one of them is just sweet potato in chips form. Okay. Another one is, they call it the Great Canadian Pack. So you get some dill pickle, some ketchup, and some sour cream and onion all in the same bag. You never know which one you're going to get when you pop it in your mouth. Oh, look at you. Okay. So yeah, like I mean, for, for some people aren't going to care. But for those who are actually seeking out the ones that they know that they like if, when they're hosting parties, you're going to want to get usually like the Ruffles, the Doritos. There's another popular one. Like all of them are the most popular brands of chips. It's a, incredible to me that they'll say, OK, forget it then. So you're going to be forced to go to Walmart, yeah, to go to Sobeys, to go to any other store that might have it. And Loblaws is just going to be basically left behind. Is that going to change, you know, where you shop? Maybe, maybe not. But I can tell you that that aisle is going to be completely different. I got to find somebody at Frito-Lay and hand them the the newly created Scott Fox Brass Balls Award because it takes balls to stand up to Galen Weston, but that's what they're doing. Hey, listen, nobody wants to make a product and sell it at a loss. The cost has gone up, so they have to pass on that cost increase to try and maintain their profit. Uh, this is a company that employs a lot of people, particularly in the area that we broadcast to. So for for Loblaw to pretend all of a sudden they're crazy focused on the prices and stuff like that, bullshit. I've walked around a grocery store every day for the last two weeks and 
every day prices are going up. Yeah. You can't tell me you can't raise the price a little bit on chips, for example, in the name of keeping the best selection. The following is just my opinion based on my opinion alone. And look, no, I'm not, I don't want to take a dump on Loblaws because I do think that they have some incredible, um, incredible products in their PC brand. I, I I do tend to shop there, although Unfortunately, I've been shopping there less for those exact reasons because I find the prices increase. I don't think the chips are going to make the difference for me. No. I'm looking at the produce. Like they were charging a fucking dollar a lime and lemon, but then when you walked over to Food Basics, which from what I could tell, the quality was about the same, it was four for five dollars. So just as one example of many, 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 the price of everything has gone up. Are you going to say no to everybody? Or yes. because it until there's nothing but, left but on the not. shelves. But the thing, <laughs> but the thing is, you're not. You're not. You're you have very expensive shit in your stores. There's a lot of families out there who have taken note, and I've seen it everywhere. I mentioned the groups I'm on stuff. People have taken note of it. So why now? So that's why I feel like there's more to it. Because why now? Why this product? Are you going to put your foot down? Or were there more products? And maybe just because it, it wasn't as big a deal, they said no. And you, quietly they left the shelves and nobody really thought of it as a big deal. Maybe it's because around here we have a giant Frito-Lay factory, which employs many, many people. And that's why it could be a big deal. I will tell you, if if Loblaws end up saying, waving the their flag and saying, fine, you know what? Fuck it. We'll pay the extra. We'll pay the extra money. Sorry, c- consumers, you're going to have to pay 20 cents more a bag, 25 cents more a bag, whatever it might be. I'm not sure that those are the exact numbers, but I know it's going it, to, they just asked for 10 cents and everybody else said fine and Loblaws said no. So that's why it seems sketchy to me. I, uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So I was just going to say, I, I, I see a point where Loblaws is probably just going to say fine because they're not going to have their shelves empty and filled with only those minimal uh, snacks that we talked about. And when they do, don't worry, there'll be a plenty to fill the shelves when it happens. There's uh, so many different techniques that they use, particularly in grocery industries, to fool you into thinking that you're paying less or you're paying more and things like that. If they wanted to just pass on that extra 10 cents and make it, oh, three bags for $9.25, nobody would think twice about it. In fact, they think they're getting a deal. It's all in how you present it. It just seems like they didn't want to at this point. Either way, I think it's fascinating when you get two big Canadian companies duking it out in public. Yeah, it is very very interesting. And I would love to have a sit down with with Gail in there or whoever's in charge of pricing because I do have questions about it. You know, as a consumer, as someone who shops for the family... I noticed that, and I don't like that shit, by the way. The, here you go, here's your product, Scott. It's going to be $7. Oh, but you can buy two, and it's going to be $12. So I'm paying more money so I don't feel like an asshole for spending an extra $1.50 on this product. Like, you gouge people everywhere you turn in that fucking store. Yes. But this is a big deal just to charge 10 cents more, sorry, 20 cents more, because you want to make sure you make up your margins per customer. I'm just very confused, and I'd love to ask a lot of questions. And I hate to shit on them because there's a lot of blast down the street distributing. I know they employ a ton of people, but I've got some fucking questions. Sure. You uh, you mentioned you were in Food Basics. Is that a first? You know, I, there's a... Because I've started going there, too. Did you? Okay. Well, the prices are obnoxious right now. And yeah. frankly, I don't understand how if you're a family of four... Oh, like you are. You're a family mm-hmm. of four. You've got mouths to feed. I don't understand how this isn't a massive hit to your bottom line the yeah. way these prices have increased. I mean, for me, uh, girlfriend and I, that's fine. We maybe eat a little less. Maybe we change around the varieties that we buy. But even I'm noticing it. 
families must be just getting beat over the head with these price increases. Yeah, and I mean, the Food Basics is one I'll mention, but there's lots of different places out there. There's different brands uh, of grocery store that are definitely cheaper. Maybe you have a bigger family and you buy bulk and you decide Costco is your best bet, whatever it is. I mean, people will, I think, change it up based on the prices increasing that don't, it's the ones that don't make sense. Like, how can I walk into that Food Basics and see, I don't know, school snacks for kids, for example, Bear Paws. Always $2 a, a box at Food Basics. But you're going to r- rant and rave that it's two for $6 over here. So I'm actually paying a dollar more per box. And you're going to say that's a good deal for you. So riddle me this. Like, why is it that way? Like, I don't understand. But yes, I, I did venture into Food Basics, which is around the corner from my parents' house. And I was actually like pleasantly surprised and probably saved some money. And I know a lot of other families are feeling the same way. So I, I don't know. I, I, and I know that it is about margins. They want to make sure they make money. And there's good quality stuff there. But I also found the quality has gone down in some areas, too. So I don't know. It's very interesting right now. Okay. There's a number of different things that we want to cover in this episode. So we're going to go through each topic fairly quickly. But uh, let's get you caught up. They say it was a bulging triangle-shaped UFO lurking over the city of Islamabad, Pakistan, for two hours in broad daylight. Ooh, is there footage of this? Yep, <gasps> lots of it. The man who reported it says he was mesmerized by the unusual object drifting in the city's wealthy DH1 district. He recorded the UFO making the most making the most of the clear air sp- space for over 12 minutes from different angles to get the best view. Uh, the man who had the video is a businessman. He later shared it online, and you can find it if you Google it. Okay, that's brazen, right? Like in the past, we've had anecdotal stuff like, oh, I think I think I saw something. Or some random pilot claims he saw something over the Atlantic. This was two hours in the middle of the day over one of the most populous cities in the world. Are they trying to uh, ease us into this not so gently to tell us they're here and they're coming? Is that what this is all about? Because that's brazen. I know. And are they? I mean, you could, I could, you know, I could talk about this shit for hours. You and I both were very interested in it. This is why I said we're going to blow through each subject quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Okay. I'll do my best. But a couple of things on this. Yes, absolutely. We are hearing more of sightings. Yes, I do believe that. And we say they, we shouldn't even necessarily assume that it's, you know, all of this is happening from the same beings. We'll just use the term beings. We don't know what the fuck they are. It is whatever. On the same planet. What if they come from multiple planets and they happen to stumble upon Earth at the same time? Because we're, I've seen different shapes and we've heard of different shapes. This is a triangular object. How does it even stay afloat? Like, we really don't know. And you have to really be in a bubble and just so selfishly entwined in your own what's in front of you and narrow-minded to think that there's not other things out there. I mean, first and foremost for me. So if you're brushing this off, go ahead. But I'm going to be ready when they come. And I'm going to welcome them welcome them in and roll out the red carpet. No problem. Of course, they're going to, if they have the technology to do so, and they obviously do, they're way more advanced than us, probably meaning they're smarter than us in many different ways. They may not communicate the same as us, but they're trying to figure us out. I have no doubt in my mind that they're trying to figure us out. And maybe they've already mapped out other areas of the world. This was their shot here. Maybe they're going to be up here right above our airspace tomorrow. 
We don't know. And maybe they're harmless. Maybe they just are, want to observe. Maybe they know that dinosaurs were here many, 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 many years ago, and they're interested in humans being here. We don't know anything. Yeah, what happened to all those big dogs they had yeah. wandering around there? Where'd they all go? These people are walking on two feet now. What the fuck happened here? These people are definitely fucking themselves over too, eh? You see the way they're fucking this earth over? Oh, yeah. Because guess what? The earth is going to stay, it's going to remain, but humans are probably going to die. They're just waiting for us all to die and kill ourselves, basically, by the way we treat the earth. And then maybe they'll inhabit it. Maybe not. One well-placed asteroid is just going to take out everything and send it all full circle. Do you think that's, do you think they want our stuff? Or are they just genuinely curious? Do they, do no. they look at us like pets? Yeah, I think like, we're oh, at- I'm going to get one of those. Get one of those brown-haired <laughs> ones. Take them home. I think that they find us. I'm sure they're at, if they understand us and maybe they're working on understanding our language and how we move and talk and who knows, maybe they got 15 eyes. I mean, we've been in depth with these conversations previous. Go back and listen to some we've had with with our buddy Dave Blizzard. We've gone into a great length talking about humans and how restrictive we poss- possibly are and they could probably see more than us and do more than us. It's quite possible. But I do think that it could be a form of entertainment for them to check in on us knowing "Mm, we can invade at any time, but let's just see how these fuckers do on their own. This is interesting. Yesterday, of course, was Tuesday. Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. It was February 22nd, the second month, 22nd day, 22nd year. Beautiful. In North Carolina, Burlington, North Carolina, a baby girl was born on 2-22-22. At 2.22 a.m. in delivery room number two at that hospital. Was anything done on purpose here? Nothing. Really? It, like, just legit. That was when Happened they- Happened to be in room two. Vaginal birth? Vaginal birth. Two, that's yeah. insanity. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, and, and this is actually a really wild story. Uh, the mom, Aberly, I believe is her name, is a Hodgkin's lymphoma survivor. And because of the necessary cancer treatments that she went through, they didn't think she would ever be able to conceive anyway. Wow. And then she ends up with a baby born on the most unlikely of dates and times. That's pretty incredible. They named the baby Judah, which Aww. means praise. I was hoping for Deuce. No, Deuce didn't sound good <laughs> to Deuce you guys. Deuce didn't work for them, no. Deucer, welcome to the world. Thank God the bleeding has stopped. The Winter Olympics are over. And hopefully this was a great lesson for those pricks at the International Olympic Committee to learn. If you want the Chinese viewership, you go ahead and keep having it in China. But people in North America don't give a fuck about the Olympics in Beijing. Preach. The worst Winter Olympics in modern history. NBC Universal says the ratings are in and it was the least watched winter games ever with an average of 11.4 million viewers across all platforms. That includes streaming. Oh, dude. And that was during that. <laughs> that was during prime time. Like there could have been like 10 or 15 people watching overnight to the the bobsled trials. So compared to previous Olympics. This Olympics was down 26% from the summer and down 42% from the last Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang. Why are we fucking around with this? If we're going to keep carrying on with this and pretending that it matters, good for you. You got to the hill faster than anybody else. 
on earth can get to the bottom of that hill. Or you you are so good at skating in circles that you're going to be declared the best in the world. If we're going to keep carrying on like this matters, they've got to reform it. Get it the fuck out of there. Put it in North America. Put it in Europe. I'm sorry, this 12-hour delay just does not work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paris is hosting the next Summer Olympics. Yeah. That at least, we're going to get the events in the early afternoon. Yeah, early afternoon, right? That's exactly it. It's, what is it, like 4 o'clock there now or something? Oh, yeah, it's almost 4 o'clock as we record this podcast. It's uh, it's 10 a.m. our time, so it's 4 o'clock their time. So a lot of those primetime dealios that you're going to get, the gold medals especially, the meddling, is going to happen, yeah, early afternoon, like right around noon our time in the summer of 2024. That to me is great. I mean, I'm biased because I we work mornings, so that's great. But Fine. people will put that on in the office. It'll be on Absolutely. in bars. It's not like the, the games that you want to see are on at 3 a.m. And yeah. your morning radio show or your morning social media update exactly. is going to tell you who won. And then it's on at 8 o'clock as if you didn't already hear what happened. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and I think, honestly, China was definitely a factor in this. I have no doubt in my mind because a lot of athletes felt forced to pull out or voluntarily, of course, decided to pull out of this. Um, others were probably felt forced to, depending on the country that you're talking about. So yeah, less participation definitely wasn't as much going on. Nobody seemed to care. Time difference was a huge factor. Absolutely all those things. So I do look forward to the, the summer games and hopefully we can get to, back to some form of Canadian normalcy when it comes to the Olympic Games. Like people used to care. I'm curious about, I'm curious about sales of Lululemon Team Canada gear. Was it big? We know it was expensive as shit. Yeah. And they can choose to charge whatever they want. That's my opinion on it. Some people believe if it's Team Canada, no matter what, it should there should be a price cap. I don't believe that at all. I believe if you'd like to pay for That's it. That's a very anti-business thing to say. It's a very, you know, it, and pay for it if you want to pay for it. And if you don't, don't. Because Lululemon may have taken a hit on it. I don't know. I didn't see those numbers. I'm curious to look those up. But we know, and I definitely didn't see it around. We know that there wasn't as much hype here. You're right. In North America, in general, there's running jokes about it all over late night. The shows that were able to finally come back because the Olympics were gone. I just find myself not not caring at all this year. But I am looking forward to the summer games. We do have some incredible athletes that will be participating in that in a couple of years. And hopefully we'll be 100% back to like we were before the pandemic. And I think that's going to be a good thing, too. Sure. Um, Russia. Russia, oh. Russia, Russia. Oh, Where are we we going with this one? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Western democracies are rushing to respond with punishments against Russia for deploying troops into Ukraine. Canada has announced plans to deploy another 460 troops. We're not sending them to Ukraine. We're sending them to Latvia for some reason. Oh, attack from the other side? Uh, I don't understand how it works, uh, but... (laughs) I mean, it looks good, right? Oh, oh, Canada's sending even more troops. This is great. Canada's fully engaged. They're not going into what would be the theater of war. I assume they're there for logistical reasons, maybe for training. Maybe it's just to have another uh, set of eyes and ears over there. I don't really know what they're doing or why we're sending more troops to Operation Reassurance when the problem is in Ukraine. So, uh, fine. We're also going to send the HMCS Halifax frigate. Oh. Canada's done this before in, in other conflicts. Is that the boat dealio? It's a boat. Okay, yeah. thank you. It's not like that one in the... <laughs> hey, there are some people listening that don't know either. I was pretty sure it was a big, big-ass boat. Yeah, I mean, it's actually a medium-sized boat. It's not even one of the big boats. Oh, really? Yeah, we're, we're going to send that, and, and that'll have supplies and stuff like that. I, 
I don't really know what it's going to do. Like, just drive around in circles over there in, in the sea. I'm Whatever. It's fine. We'll send it. Why don't we it's send it with some, por- with some Porsche cars on it? What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, really. And we're also sending uh, some sort of a plane, a patrol plane, is going to actually go to Eastern Europe and reinforce the NATO alliance there. Okay. It's kind of like everybody agrees we're angry. We're angry that Russia is going to invade the sovereign territory of Ukraine. But we don't really want to do anything about it. We're going to put in some financial sanctions and we'll even ramp it up and send the military. But they're not going to do anything either. They're just sort of going for the trip. We're not going to get into a war with Russia over Ukraine. I don't see it happening. Mm -hmm. I don't see a scenario where you've got the allies on one side pointing guns at the Russians on the other side. It just doesn't seem likely to me. Is that because of fear of retaliation towards us if that happens? It could be retaliation. It could just be that that would probably be the start of a world war, which some people are very worried about. I mean, hey, once one country goes into another country, then other countries tag on, much like Canada's doing with the U.S. and Great Britain and Germany and so on and so forth. I don't know what the outcome here is going to be. Financial sanctions have been imposed. We've done that in the past, and Vladimir Putin truly does not seem to care about financial sanctions. So I have a feeling a lot of what's being done is being done for these leaders' domestic priorities. They're going to say things like, look at what we're doing to support Ukraine. Great, we could do more if you truly believe in this cause, but this isn't even the first Russian incursion. I mean, we all remember Crimea, and nothing happened there. So I don't know where this is going, but it's still shocking to me that this isn't wall-to-wall, 24-7 news coverage. We're still spending more time on the trucker protest that that ended days ago in our news cycle than we are on what's going on over in Eastern Europe. And that's a strange thing to me. I'm curious. And I I do have a couple of um, friends that are Ukrainian that do have family there. But how how is everybody doing there? Like, what's it like there? I haven't seen. And and like you're like you said, it's absolutely true. The news cycle isn't showing enough of this because I feel like I don't know enough of how they are. Canada did, and I don't know what life is like on the ground in Ukraine. As far as I know, today is any other day. I mean, it's not like the... the they came in, in and everybody has to leave and flee and blah. Put, put your hands yeah. up and come out yeah. of your house and put right. on this Russian hat. No, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> Drink our vodka. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't want to downplay it by any means, yeah. but it doesn't seem it's so, like it's yeah. at that level yet. Okay. But the probability or... Remote possibility of a, a conflict between the allies and Russia in 2022 would be catastrophic. Mm-hmm. So I really hope that they find a way to work this out. I don't know what the end result's going to be, but uh, Canada did finally cave and started sending what we call lethal weapons. We're going to send lethal weapons over there. And while that's fine, We don't exactly have the best track record here in Canada. I mean, like I said, this isn't the first time that we've dispatched one of our frigates over to a conflict in other parts of the world. Last time, I believe, they were dispatched over to the Middle East. It took them like three weeks to get there. I mean, the fighting was over by the time the boats arrived. With this lethal equipment that we're sending, did we test it? Because we don't invest a ton of money into our, our military equipment here in Canada. Uh, Maybe you agree with that. Maybe you don't, but it's reality. We're not exactly buying world-class, top-of-the-line shit like Donald Trump did in America for the last four years. We accidentally brought the guns that shoot maple syrup. Ah, crap. Well, I mean, it it could be that. (laughs) 
Anybody yeah. got some pancakes? I don't know. It just seems like, you know, if those Ukrainian forces are, are you know, looking across the hill at Russian forces coming at them and they reach into the box that Canada sent and, oh, look at this. They've got surfaced air missiles. Ah, fuck. They need to be charged up first. You know, that's the kind of shit. Sure. Do these need to be plugged in? Do they have guidance? Or is the guidance just sort of, are we eyeballing it here? I just feel like we don't have the best in the world. And I don't know what we've promised them. I don't know what kind of condition it's in. Or if this is just a another thing that we did to say we're doing something. I'd like a little more information. But like I said, we can't seem to get any straight answers out of anybody other than the top line numbers, which are 460 troops not going to Ukraine. They're going to Latvia. Uh, we've got one plane going and one boat, mm. a frigate. That's a great word to say, by the way. Frigate. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, in America, the Pentagon has approved the deployment of 700 National Guard troops to Washington, D.C. because they're doing something in America called a Freedom Convoy. Okay. Well, America, let me tell you, we know a thing or two about Freedom Convoys here. <laughs> they're going to get a lot of support from people who do not like the government interference in their lives anymore, whether it's COVID measures or, or something else. There's a lot of people who do not like the current state of the world. What are the federal mandates in the states right now? Refresh my memory. I know by state it, it varies, but what are the federal mandates that they're mainly, uh, uh, is border, it, that, that, that's a big deal? They've got incoming travel restrictions. Uh, there's still some places that are making people wear masks. Other places have said no to the masks. They want a consistent back to normal Let's learn to live with it. So they want to, they want the government to basically overrun the state laws right now and state mandates and, and do this across the board. Well, this is twofold because there are going to be leaders who see how huge this freedom convoy is and they'll say, Ooh, okay, all right. I mean, clearly there's a lot of people that truly feel this way and maybe it is time to reexamine it. You don't have to listen to the truckers, guys. And if, if you're Joe Biden or you're the, the governor of California, Listen to your own doctors. Even the doctors are saying it's time to end this shit. So do or don't, either way, these truckers are going to have their own protest in Washington. I don't know if that's going to help out the cause of the truckers here. But even at that, I mean, Pat King yesterday, somebody stood up and offered to put $50,000 down as a surety for him. This woman has only known Pat King for four weeks. Mm-hmm. $50,000 surety to make sure that he sticks to his bail conditions, that he doesn't flee the country, that he doesn't organize another protest, that he doesn't go on social media, whatever the bail conditions are. That's crazy for somebody you just met. Yeah. I, 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 and even at that, even with a $50,000 amount of money on the line, he's probably still not going to get bail. I mean, yesterday they denied bail to uh, Tamara Leach. 
They said that she was too high risk to reoffend. They said that there was too much crypticness in her testimony. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, th- that's one that it's really got me scratching my head. I I, I really don't understand why. I'm I, maybe it's along the same lines as the Emergencies Act. The emergency's over. We could have canceled it, but reenacted it if shit goes down again. I know that there's still some truckers that are camped just outside of Ottawa that are ready to go back. They say. I don't see Tamara here, if she was actually granted bail, jumping right back in and setting up a hot tub on Wellington Street. Well, that's Street. for them to decide, and they decide that she's a risk. So that's it. But what, That's where it ends. But what is the risk, though, that she'll organize another protest? I mean, this was uh, this isn't somebody who killed anybody or who stole yeah, something or yeah, anything they, like I that. I mean, it, we know that there's pe- first-degree murder suspects yeah, out on bail. But, in, but with, uh, that's not how it works. I mean, we went through this yesterday, but that's not how it works. You don't just sit there and go... Well, you're not a great, we don't like you very much, but at least you didn't, you know, you're not a murderer that murdered 50 people. So we have to sit here and compare you to somebody else. That's not how it works. You look at it situation by situation. In this particular circumstance, whatever they know, they know. And I still believe that they know things that we don't. Oh, they've they already said they know shit that See, they're not going to tell us. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. So risk to reoffend may be an actual solid point. And the reason why she was denied bail, same for what's his nuts there, that's probably going to be denied bail too. Yeah, he'll find out on Friday, I believe it is. Yeah, they're really stretching out these bail hearings. I mean, uh, uh, there's gangbangers that are in and out same day. I I actually was just talking to a cop yesterday who's arrested a few of them and was absolutely shocked that they were given bail. I mean, these are people that committed violent crimes with guns that are out on bail. It's, uh, you know what, I mean, maybe the way you lean determines how you feel about that bail process, but it's... uh, there's a lot of people that are quite shocked that she wasn't given bail and that King likely won't get bail, even with a $50,000 guarantee and pretty strict conditions. You know what? Maybe it's better for her that she doesn't get out of jail. I don't know how she's going to get home. She can't fly. She's unvaccinated. And that's one of the mandates that's still in place. Her bank account is frozen and she can't fly. She'd have to hitchhike back to Alberta. If she uh, got bail, that would be no problem for her to find someone to send her there. That's no problem at all. You got a lot of resources. Pretty sure that there's uh, some options there. In any case, we've talked about this before. The people in Ontario are so opposed to change. They don't like change anything. Yeah. Remember, we were going to make the license plates different. People lost their fucking mind. They, those license plates were shit, though. The blue oh, they ones. were shit. And but th- even just the, the concept, they were losing their mind. They couldn't wrap <laughs> their mind around something different. Remember that? When that was the big, that was it. That was the news of the week, was that the people got these new blue plates. And they're still, by the way, they're still driving with them, and uh-huh. you still can. But you can't see shit at night. You can't see the license plate number at night. Yeah. Like, who didn't take a test drive with these things before you just decided that this is the new plane, everybody? <laughs> you idiots. Anyway, continue. That was a good time. But uh, it seems like anything that comes up, people are opposed to it until sure. we just so slowly force them to dip their toe in and show them that nothing bad's going to happen. I thought, even as opposed to change as we are, Hearing yesterday that they're going to eliminate the ridiculous tax that we've all been paying all this time of a license plate sticker. I Mm -hmm. thought that was something that we could all agree on. 
It was an unnecessary tax. The money's not justified. The program costs a fortune to run anyway. We're not exactly profiting a billion dollars off of this. And then there's the whole Service Ontario fiasco, which is something completely different. I mean, those are privately owned businesses, even though they say Service Ontario. It's regular people that own those. So I thought, okay, maybe we can all agree if we scrap one unnecessary levy, then we're, we're making progress. Nope. Cat, the division that I saw yesterday, I saw people proclaiming they were going to take that $120 and burn it in the street. <laughs> well, I don't, don't know Don't you that. try and tell Ooh. me how to spend my own money. Yeah. No, fuck, sir. No, thank you, Doug. You take my money. You keep spending my money. I understand being skeptical of it. I think a lot of us in a small way might be like, oh, I'm worried that they're going to tell us, okay, you say $120 a year, but you're going to spend 200 on this new tax. Congratulations. But maybe that won't happen. I mean, I'm still going to accept it and be happy with my check when it comes. That's great. Thank you. I, how can you be that opposed to change or that politically partisan that you would rather give away the money or burn it then take it because it came from Doug Ford. By the way, you don't have to accept it and also vote for him no. in June. Like, just make that clear, too, because that was another thing I saw. was like, this is a ploy to do this. And I said, so let me ask you a question. This is over DM yesterday after we had this conversation. And I just said, so let me ask you this. Are you going to vote for Doug in June? No, no matter fucking what, I won't. Okay. Then what does it matter? Why do you care? You're worried that other people are going to be swayed? Like, I understand being worried about that because some people read headlines and that's all they see. They see, hey, we're saving money on this. Well, that Doug Ford, he's great. Maybe that's your maybe that's your worry. Maybe that's your fear. For me, I don't give a shit what anybody else thinks. I know what I want to do. I know how I feel about it. I understand skepticism. I am filled with it to the brim all the time. But yeah, just take your money. Hope for the best. You're going to get the money back if you already spent it. If you haven't spent it, you don't need to spend it. And we're in two Spend totally... Spend on whatever you want, yeah. Well, this is the thing. It's your money. Yeah. Please, to God, understand everyone. When you pay taxes, that is your money. The government operates off of your money. Anytime you get your money back from them is a good day. Yeah. You know, take the, if you really do feel this is way too politically charged for you, then absolutely I implore you if you if you're a fan of the NDP of the Conservative Party of or sorry, the Liberal Party of whatever you want, why don't you donate it to the toward them if that's how you feel? Your local candidate, see if you can help donate that way. Donate it to anybody. Donate it you like animals? Fuck politics, but I like animals. Great. Donate donate it to a great animal shelter. Donate it to the food bank close to you. I mean, you're not going to sit there and burn it in the streets. We know that. So then use the money for good. And I totally understand that it's politically charged. I totally agree. Absolutely. They're doing it because an election is looming. Why wouldn't they have announced that three years ago? It's a great question. And it's one that you absolutely have every right to ask. You have the right to ask and be skeptical of anything you want. But allow yourself to make your own choices. Don't be worried about what other people are going to do with this or how other people are going to feel. Yeah. There was people that wanted to organize a protest at Queen's Park this weekend. Over this? Over this? Yeah. Because people don't understand. Are, they're so... F- I don't know. That's a waste of time. Now you're just wasting your own time. This is the thing. Yeah. Imagine protesting for higher taxes. Yeah. What is actually wrong with you? It's insane. We pay so much money for the privilege of living in Canada. So much money. A lot of money. Yeah. They waste it at every single turn. 
They're not smart people running the country. They're not smart people running the province. In a lot of cases, there is so much red tape that costs us even more money that the whole thing is a waste. If you can actually get that money back and take that 120 bucks to a, a local restaurant, you know what? Yeah. Maybe go to that dry cleaner down the street and support them. Maybe Treat you, yourself to a dry clean jacket. <laughs> something. Like, the whole point of you keeping the money is that you can spend your money far better than Doug can spend it. So, spend your money. If you get to keep 120 bucks, you know, do yourself a favor. Buy some crypto. Go ahead and buy some crypto. Yeah. Maybe that 120 bucks, and, and it can be 240 bucks the year after and 360 after that. Buy some crypto and see where that money goes. Maybe you can turn that 120 into something much greater. And speaking of crypto, by the way, two different people yesterday told me on the phone they're pulling their savings out of the bank and they're going all crypto. All crypto. They're going digital currency because yeah. of government's freezing bank accounts and the institutions having the ability to freeze accounts. The the problem is there's so many, I know now we're off topic, but um, there's so many options is my problem. Like I'm, I'm set up with a, with an account and I bought some, yeah. but it's really hard to, to figure out which ones, you know, we know Bitcoin, Bitcoin is Bitcoin, but it's expensive sure. and it goes up and it's very volatile, very volatile to pull your savings and put it into that. You are taking huge risks because you never know who's going to swoop in and say, we're entering the crypto market and it's Nike or some shit is all about them and they invest and they invest. Next thing you know, because in the metaverse, for example, you're only going to be able to purchase through potential, potentially those accounts. You're like, oh, well, I put all my money into this basket and what a dumb idea that was. Well, there's it's no- so risky. Oh, sure. And, and there is a risk to investing and that's essentially what this is. But there's also a certain security about it. We're talking about a digital account that is, for the most part, anonymous not linked back to you. And the government, it'll take them a long time to figure out how to get the crypto market tamed. We know it will. And there's people who are looking around at governments giving themselves the ability to freeze accounts and arbitrarily go in and inspect them and investigate. And they're thinking, this is not the government's business. Uh, I was actually listening to a talk show yesterday about the same thing. And a person there mentioned they're going to the bank of Posturepedic. They're going... Money out of the bank, back under the mattress. That's the safest place for it. That's how I wow. can keep track of my money. What's happened here in the last few days is really not good for the banks. It really undermines them, even though they were just told to do it by the government. Uh, the people were skeptical about banks to begin with. Now this, I see a lot of people going back with the coffee can buried in the backyard or hole in the mattress. Or maybe we're, going, maybe we're going crypto. <laughs> maybe we're buying a safe. There's a lot of places you can keep your money and that the government doesn't have that kind of access to it. And they just gave themselves more access than they've ever had before. So, yeah, I mean, maybe it is a good idea to consider a few alternatives. Yeah, that's your choice, though. And then that is your choice fully. Men who own two particular kinds of pets are statistically more likely to cheat. So let me tell you where the red flags are going to lie here, ladies. The red flags lie in men who own bunny rabbits and men who own hamsters. <laughs> See, okay, first of all, I would have thought exotic creatures. 
I don't know why. Snakes and tarantulas. And it's no offense if you own exotic animals and creatures. I don't know why that's where my mind went first. I'm like, he's going to say lizards. He's going to say tarantulas. Exactly. He's going to say some sort of weird fucking monkey that's illegal to own. Some shit like that. uh, How many? And these are all single people that were surveyed? Uh, these are people who have had affairs, so they would have been in a relationship or married. Either, either in a relationship. I'm just trying to figure out this survey. Hello, have you cheated? Yes. Which animals do you own? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, what a weird fucking survey, first of all. It, it's kind of like the census. So what they'll do with the census is they'll Tons ask you things. a lot of qualifying sure. questions. And one of the questions is, how many pets does your household have? Yeah. What are they? And then once it gets to the questions on cheating and stuff like that, well, if you take column B and you take column E and and just isolate them, you can tell, oh, actually, statistically, people that own this kind of animal are far more likely to cheat than someone who owns a cat. And keep in mind, this could be just six people that it happened that, that this happened to be the case for. But nonetheless, and I don't. Are want, there six single men walking around is, with a fucking hamster? This is what I Come mean. On. It's like how many People in their bachelor pad have a hamster cage. I don't, I mean, I'm asking because I personally don't know any. How many of them are like, hey, baby, go back to my place. You can pet foo-foo. Oh, is that the, is that the code word for your dick? No, it's my funny foo-foo. Come on by. It too is very hairy. Please stroke my, please come (laughs) stroke my gerbil. Oh, already? I don't move like that. I don't move that fast. Like, no, my literal gerbil. I have to go change. I have to go change this shitty cage liner. Yeah. Come on over. When I left, the shavings kind of smelled like pee. So I, I want to go home and change and that. I trust me, I don't mean to bash anybody. I love when people love animals. I think it's a turn on when people like animals. All kinds of animals. I just don't know a lot of single gents that are going to be like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a bunny. That's what I'm going to do. And maybe there are. Tell me, please. Let's do this and let's normalize it. That's fine. Okay, but... I just don't know them. In the world that we live in where real estate is very expensive, I'm thinking maybe there's some people out there who looked at their 650 square foot condo and thought, I would like a pet that needs care, but I don't want to bring a dog into this small space or I don't want to bring a cat into this small space. So something that goes in a cage, but I can pull it out and play with it. And then put it back in the cage. Maybe that's more my speed. So maybe that's how they ended up with a rabbit or a fucking hamster. Is it kind of strange? Yeah, it is strange. Let's be perfectly honest. Because you don't meet a lot of single men that are very proud to show you pictures of their hamster on their phone. I mean, (laughs) But you meet a dog owner and they're like, look at this. Look at him. I know. And so why should we treat it that way? I don't know. I'm being honest with you. That stereotypically I'm going... Oh, that's that's a new one for me. That's strange. And again, guys, this is not people with kids because I know there's probably people that are like, oh, I got five hamsters and stuff. I got kids. No, these are single individuals who have can care for small rodents. And again, I do think it's sweet. I think it's sweet if you want to care for any animal. You would assume that that would be the opposite of a cheater. Like I've got five bunnies and I also cheat on every fucking person I've ever been with. Like, I just can't believe there's a correlation there. For some reason, maybe you just get a certain level of swagger. Like, I got a fucking bunny (laughs) at home. I'm going to go. Big dick energy, but it's for bunnies? Yeah. Yeah. Big bunny dick energy. You know what? I got a beautiful bunny at home. I'm going to go out and find me a girl. What'd you say there? What'd you say, Whiskers? Whisper it in my ear. Yeah, I should go out and bring another one home. You got it, buddy. Do you tell a girl, okay, if you're out with a girl, 
let's say I just, for whatever reason, ended up with a bunny rabbit in my house. <laughs> if I were out with a girl, is that a thing? Like, can I say, hey, do you want to come meet my bunny? I have a bunny rabbit. Like, is that going to do anything for me? You know, like maybe I'm going to put a maybe on it. Like if if you, ha- I, I, I've <laughs> eaten bunnies, but I've never actually petted one. I don't even know what they feel like. like I assume are, like a cat. Oh, but. bunnies are adorable. Like, I mean, absolutely. Bunnies are cute. Bunnies are cute. I saw one of those ginormous ones and I'm bad with the names of all of the different rabbits and things that you can own. But I saw once I was doing a on location, live on location thing at a pet store and someone brought in their rabbit. It was the size of a small dog. Really? Massive. Just massive, like paws the size of my hands. It was insanity. And they're they're cute, though. They're cute. And if you want to own one of those, there's nothing wrong with it. I just didn't know how many there would be. Single men status, I mean. And then automatically, like, hey, likely cheating. Yeah. it's a, Here, come on back to my place. I got this cool hamster. He's got a sweet ball. You just <laughs> unscrew the top and throw him in there, and he runs around and crashes into shit. Like, is that really what we're doing? Is that... What, what's going to get you that date? I I don't understand. Maybe there's a play for it here. Maybe this is just kind of stupid. I, I don't know. But for me, if a girl said, hey, come back to my place. I've got a hamster. I'm thinking to myself. So is that weird for you? Very Would that fucking be weird? weird. Okay. Listen, these things are very youthful pets. I'm going to suggest that. You, you get a bunny or a hamster right. when you have kids. Yeah. And the pet is more for the kids, even though the parent takes care of it. I just don't know that when you're, it's just you and you have no other attachments that you would go to a bunny or a hamster. I mean, if your pet budget is $9, sure, go out and get a hamster or a couple of goldfish. <laughs> That's how it works. I think it's more expensive than that these days. Is it? Probably. I don't know. I haven't bought a hamster in a long time. Probably. I don't know. Like you take it home in a box. That oh, I mean. It's uh, sad. It's sad, actually. Oh, seriously? It's funny. Owning, it makes me sad. If you rescue them, it's cute. It's good. But then ugh, it, make, it makes me sad. Uh, last but certainly not least, you mentioned it this morning, and we, doing what we do, have a vested interest in that great time of day that others refer to as breakfast. It's actually more like a lunchtime for us when most people are getting their, their Tim's Farmer's breakfast wraps and their egg McMuffins and shit. But there's a new entrant into the market. Wendy's is going breakfast nationwide. Is it today or is it next week? I think it doesn't start yet. But yeah, across the country, they're going to announce the menu because that's probably first question is like, what's on the menu? They're going to announce the menu soon. But I got to say, I am I was loving um, their official press release when I got it this morning. They were basically bashing the shit out of McDonald's and everybody else. And that's great. That's fine. You've entered the wars. And we know Wendy's is sassy on social media. They're good. So I can't wait to see Wendy's Canada social media light up with this one. So here's the thing is they're they're hinting. They're hinting at this. Are you ready? Yeah. Egg and Baconator. Ooh. They're hinting at it. Like a breakfast sandwich with egg, but also a a lot of bacon. Shit ton of pig. Like just a ton of pig. Yeah, I don't know that we need more pig in the morning. I I, I thought we were kind of eating too much to begin with. Yeah. Um, when the bacon's as thick as a sausage, that's probably too much. So it's not going to happen anytime soon, soon, I should say. It says uh, starting this spring, breakfast will be available in all Wendy's restaurants across Canada. Freshly cracked Canadian eggs, savory applewood smoked bacon, and biscuits served from warm in the oven. Um, they also say, <laughs> this, is where they, this is where they diss. Say goodbye to dry English muffins, stale breakfast sandwiches, and see-through bacon. (laughs) And wake up to craveable... I believe they call it translucent. Here's an interesting part, though. 
wake up to a craveable made-to-order breakfast. Is that, in other words, that's other words for like, it's going to take you a fucking little bit longer to get, but it's going to be better tasting. Okay, when they say made-to-order, that could mean a couple of things. It could mean that they're going to make it fresh when you order it, or it could be made-to-order, as in, I like my eggs over easy, or I like my eggs sunny side up, or scrambled, or poached. True, true. Yeah, I am really, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing this because I do enjoy the breakfast wars. I like watching it. And I'll be honest with you, I don't even eat breakfast. I don't even eat breakfast. I don't buy it. But I, I like when there's options. And people, especially when it comes to drive throughs in this fucking country in the morning, it's insanity. These people that hate change. I fe- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wendy's is going to release breakfast. God damn it, I'm moving. This is terrible. It's good to have options, though, I think. So I some agree. people will definitely be into it. Will you be able to get a Frosty with it? I don't know. Don't ask me. They didn't say that. Uh, but I, I think it's pretty cool. So we will keep you updated once they release the official um, menu, which they will ahead of the release of it in uh, the spring. That's good. They just got to yeah. make good coffee because you can have the best breakfast with shit coffee and people are not going to come there for breakfast. Case in point, there are some Wendy's locations that already have breakfast or had it until recently, but their coffee sucks. And if I'm going to go and spend money on my entire morning meal... I want to be able to go to one place. I don't want to have to go to McDonald's for the coffee and Wendy's for the eggs and Tim's to get a donut. It shouldn't work like that. What is their coffee called? Like, what is their coffee? Because I know some have a name. Like, A&W has a name for their coffee and everything else. What is theirs? So, great example is you mentioned A&W. A&W has a great breakfast. Their breakfast sandwich is delicious. And they've been using fresh eggs for as long as I can remember. The problem is their coffee is trash. When you go to Burger King, hey, it's a greasy thing, but they're, they have like little hash brown bites and you can get your breakfast sandwich on a croissant and lovely. But the coffee is it's cock awful. It's terrible. <laughs> McDonald's has got good coffee and okay good breakfast. Coffee. That's why they do well. Tim's has got good coffee and an okay breakfast. So they do well. It's also cheap. But if you don't have the coffee component, there's yeah. no point in doing any of this. Well, and it's a travel component too, isn't it? I mean, locations matter. There sure. are not as many Wendy's locations as there are the Tim's and the McDonald's locations. Those are probably the vast majority, followed by Starbucks, because you can't find a great Starbucks location everywhere you turn. And they they, they tend to be more expensive, of they, course, too. Starbucks is a price thing. I mean, yes, I don't have is. a problem finding a Starbucks. I have a problem paying $12 for a coffee yeah. and a sandwich Yeah, They're that good, you can though. get for six at Tim's or McDonald's. Right, right. Yeah. No, I hear you. And that's why, I mean, that's why it's good to have these options because maybe you're going to stumble upon this Wendy's breakfast. You're going to give it a try and go, that's it for me. But for me, it's definitely a location factor, too. And coffee. You're right. Would it be smart of them to, like, hook up with a chain, like a coffee chain that's not already in one of these fast food jointies? Well, see, what you're saying today, I fully expected to happen a decade ago when Tim's and Wendy's was the same company. They used to be side by side in so all their locations. Why don't they use the same coffee? It's very confusing. They didn't even do it when they were together. So I don't understand what they're right, thinking right. now. But, I mean, yeah, I thought for sure They were going to merge their menus, and you'd be able to get Tim's coffee at Wendy's. You'd be able to get Wendy's chili at Tim's. I thought, oh, this is great. Now everybody's doing their own thing, and it just seems like fuck each other and just take shots at each other on social media. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Whatever. If the prices come down or the food gets better, I'm good with it. The more options, the better. And and for any business owners listening right now in in the, the food industry, think about this. Gone are the days when 90% of the world goes to work from 9 until 5. They're over. 
we're staggered. We're shift working. We're doing working uh, from home working too, which from means home. You're, you're out at different hours. Can we please get out of this model of? Well, at 11 a.m., we transition to the the daytime menu. Until 11, you can only get eggs. Yeah. Let's stop screwing around. Pizza places. Well, we open at 11 and we close at 11 p.m. I see that maybe not for every pizza chain there is, but for some, there's probably a real opportunity there to sell a lot of pizzas between 11 p.m. and 11 a.m. It's not just a breakfast food. And what I think is a breakfast food, actually, I don't even eat breakfast, so I'll take myself out of this. Most people would go for their their Tim's breakfast sandwich and a hash brown and a coffee and maybe even make it a, a combo with a donut. Yeah, well, that's breakfast for them. There's a lot of people who are dinner time at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. when they come off shift. They should have more real food options 24-7. Maybe you don't need to be that restaurant, that pizza restaurant that opens up at 11 a.m. just because Gino's and Pizza Nova and Pizza Pizza do. Maybe your pizza place opens up at, say, 5 p.m. and it stays open until 7 a.m. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Just think about shifting your hours a little bit and offer more to the the truck drivers, the shift workers, to the incredible amount of first responders that happen to work when it's dark outside. Not all of us yeah. eat at those typical times, nine, noon, and five. It doesn't work like that anymore. And the I think there's an shit. opportunity there. Yeah, the options are absolute shit usually at those hours, particularly between like 1 a.m. or whenever the restaurants tend to shut down, the fast food ones anyway, until... They're up again at whatever time. It might be 7 a.m. So those in-between hours, it's really hard to find. And yes, we should be caring more about what the, sh- what the shift workers get the chance to grab because they're the ones on the go. I, I, I understand financially it may not be possible for a lot of places, but it's uh, definitely something to think about because you do have to employ people overnight. It does probably mean it's going to be a slower wait to get it. Uh, somebody messaged this morning, too, and said a lot of these, uh, A&W, I think specifically, makes burgers in the morning. Good. We'll make burgers in the morning for you. So does Burger King. See, there you go. So there are some some options, but again, yeah, it's not everywhere. It need, Maybe it needs to be more more spread out here. Let's make fast food great again, everybody. <laughs> we can do it. If you would stop being so opposed to change, maybe we could do this. But on that, we will say thank you for listening to this episode of After 9. We went a little long again. Sorry, that keeps happening. Uh, We'll get it back on the rails for tomorrow. Actually, tomorrow's going to be an interesting day, but I'll tell you why tomorrow. I've got... uh, (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. Wait, the law and order sound. Dun, dun. <laughs> um, what time is it? Uh, is it before the podcast or after? No, the I wish I could tell you. I'm yeah. still waiting for the email yeah. and the okay. Zoom link. Okay, all right. Yeah. This is because of my participation in the convoy protest. <laughs> I don't think he's going to make. I'm going to have to bail him out if they let me. I don't think they will. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It's a family matter. Have yourselves a great one, everybody. We will catch you right back here tomorrow. A new study found that Viagra could be a life-changing drug for dogs. <laughs> This inspired Viagra to come up with some new slogans. Viagra, the dog days are over, but the dog nights are just beginning. <laughs> Viagra, knick-knack, paddywhack, give your dog a bone. According to a new survey, 59% of Americans prefer for toilet paper to be hung so that the next sheet comes from over the roll. And somehow, that 59% are all married to the other 41%. <laughs>
Well, this is going viral. A journalist in Ukraine was reporting the news on the Russia crisis in six different languages. There's been a war with Russian-backed forces. Uh, he also knows six different ways to say, I'm ready to leave Ukraine now. Okay. <laughs> According to the latest numbers, more than half of unemployed American men in their 30s have criminal records, also vinyl ones. The After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.